Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, September 18th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. Welcome to Notre Dame Week, Bucknutters. Big time. A lot of good stuff to get into. Um, Before we get into Ohio State football, we'll let you guys know about one of our sponsors. I've been talking about these guys a lot. Uh, AG1. It's the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink AG1 every morning, and since I've started, I have more energy. I just feel better in general. I'll tell you guys, I was a little skeptical of the taste, but AG1 tastes good. They have a customer in me, and I recommend it to you guys. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, your probiotic, and more in one simple drink, creating a manageable daily habit. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. Now you can get some free stuff from these guys thanks to the Bucknuts Morning 5. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. That's drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. Check it out. All right. Let's get to matters of Ohio State football. Notre Dame week it is. Dan Rubin, Buckeyes favored by three. Prime time, Buckeyes on NBC. First time going to South Bend since 1996. Wow. According to ESPN's Football Power Index, if you put any validity in that, um, Buckeyes have a win probability right around 65%. That sounds about right to me. I don't know. Um, I'm just glad this week is here. Yeah, it's uh, nice to come off a game like they had over the weekend, so they restored a little bit of confidence overall in the group. But, yeah, this is going to be obviously – we've. You talk about circling the matchups when the season starts. This was, uh, if you look at Ohio State's schedule, they usually have one big non-conference game every year to start the season that you circle, and that kind of determines the tenor of the first quarter or first half of the season, and Notre Dame's it. Um, I mean, you're talking about the two, I don't want to say the other one, two of the three kind of romantic powers of the Midwest. Um, I think if you were going to bet – on TV ratings for a night game, Ohio State-Notre Dame is a pretty safe bet 
I don't care. You got East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, uh, all across the world. They'll be tuning in for this game. So, yeah, a marquee chance to kind of steal some national vibes after Ohio State's kind of been drafting on uh, the Deion Sanders show and other national events. So I'm really looking forward to it. And like you said, or like I just said, it's really a lit- their first kind of litmus test. Um, I'm not sure the first two teams played to win. And then the third team they played Western Kentucky is almost such a goofy approach to football. That's hard to judge. Um, so, you know, you got two teams coming into this game that are very balanced, both ranked in the top 10 in offense and defense. There's only one other team in the nation like that. Both play a very balanced style. So best quarterback they're going to go up against in a long time. So yeah, the storylines are plentiful. Yeah, let's talk about that quarterback, Sam Hartman. I still can't believe uh, Alabama didn't go after him. I mean, they, and then they end up going after the the Notre Dame quarterback, Tyler Buckner, and they have a complete mess at quarterback uh, at Alabama. And I'm here for it. I am here for it. They're due for some bad luck down there. But man, I, and I'm not breaking news here, but Sam Hartman that had to be the most, by far, the most valuable transfer in college football. ACC all-time passing leader um, has looked good so far. I didn't get a chance to watch Notre Dame's game this past week against Central Michigan. I know you were able to watch it. What are you seeing out of, out of Sam Hartman? He's a really, really good quarterback. I will say he wasn't quite as dynamic as I thought he was. Um, he does have a good arm. It's not It's not your classic NFL arm where it's just, you know, a whippersnapper type thing. And I will tell you this. I thought he missed a few guys in, in coverage uh, that were open for big plays. And you got to, I mean, yes, he's a great transfer, but he did transfer from Wake Forest and not enter the draft when, if, if his options to enter the draft were better, he would have entered the draft. Now, I also agree that from a college perspective, it almost reminds me of when Nebraska told Joe Burrow, no thanks, uh, good move or not. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. In light of what you said about Alabama, which is a dumpster fire quarterback legitimately, um, I've been saying it could be worse to a lot of things. You could be Michigan State. You could have Alabama's quarterback situation or the receivers, I might add. Uh, but it's going to be the best test they've had so far. I almost hope, I'm holding on a little bit of hope that Ohio State has kind of rope-a-doped the first three teams in a little bit. I'm not sure they've cut it loose, as it were. Ryan Day made some reference to that at a press conference that you didn't have to necessarily show everything. Um I think this is going to be more like the approach to the Georgia game was where you're going to get to see them on all cylinders. And I think people are going to be surprised and excited with what they see. But having watched the game, we're going to provide just an immediate scattering report. And I know this, this feeds right into, you know, the front rows, uh free one fastball. They are really good at protecting the quarterback up front. Uh, if you look at their offense, it's a basically um, studs. I mean, their defense, if you look at it, it's incredible. Their, their front seven is mostly gra- uh, graduate students. I think they mm. got, I mean, uh, Javante John Baptiste, we know. And then I think seven of the nine guys that play traditionally up front have the GR next to their name. But if Ohio State can get to the quarterback consistently um, and provide a, a good amount of pressure, I, I think they'll be in really good shape. They're not super talented at receiver. It's not like Ohio State where, you know, um, you're really worried about your lesser slot corner being on their third receiver kind of thing. It's not like that. 
Uh, they are good at running back. The kid who runs the ball for him is a big, tough kid, but they are a very traditional team. They're not going to try and trick you. They're going to try and go talent on talent, and no one has done that with Ohio State yet, and I'm optimistic that it will not work out well for the Fighting Irish. I really like Ohio State's rolling into this game with momentum. You know, all they were hearing, I you know talked to even a coach off the record over at interviews one day, and you know, he was almost saying, like, man, it's – it's crazy around here, not like internally, but just all of the noise after they had beaten Indiana and all they were hearing was negativity. Um, so even, even the coaches, you know, off the record, were talking about it that, uh, you know, not that it was affecting their job or anything, but just they were, you know, they had a coach tell, like, talk to me about it now. Uh, and the same thing with the Youngstown State game. Everybody walked away from that thing. And come on, you beat a FCS team by 28 when you're favored by 44. But they were being as vanilla as possible against Youngstown State. Um and then they came out there and got, you know, the momentum I really wanted to see them get going to this Notre Dame game. And early on, I think we all forget about this. It was I, I wrote in my notes, it was 14 to 10 early in the second quarter. I'm like, here we go again. I'm like, I was hoping they'd get momentum and make a statement. Here we go again. Another meh victory is coming up. Another average, you know, kind of victory. And then Ohio State, the avalanche came like I, you know, they went 63 to 10. They looked like what I wanted Ohio State to look like on both sides of the ball. Um, offense, defense, and especially defense. I mean, to hold, I mean, I love, I love seeing the explosion from the offense, but Western Kentucky, not good defensively. I love what I see out of this defense. Um, they look like one of the best defenses in the country, but we'll know a lot more as we sit here, uh, you know, after the Notre Dame game. Uh, but um, I'm, I'm just glad they have a lot of momentum going into this game, Dan. I agree completely. I do think the sit down and relax you know, stretch was the Marv touchdown, get the ball back, DeMonte train him, touchdown. It's that, although they had whacked the first two opponents, there wasn't kind of that feeling of overall dominance and explosiveness that just make you feel like, yes, we do have better athletes than they do. We do have NFL guys going against non-NFL guys, and it showed. And then, you know, the defense took advantage of it. There was a little more ball ball hawking vibe to it. They haven't gotten the sacks, but I do think they provided decent pressure in this game. That quarterback is not going to get sacked a lot. He gets rid of the ball very quickly. Um, I think he's literally like 25 years old and very experienced. And you did the transitive property example I was hoping you would do when I was listening to the postgame show. You know, South Florida played Alabama and uh, was able to move the ball and get moved on. So it matches up very well if you do that positive theory thing. So, yes, Alabama's offense is bad, but their defense should have done better, and South Florida had more success. So three interesting tests to start the season. I mean, Indiana, like I said, I don't think they played to win. Uh, Youngstown State just not big and strong enough to really get a good sense of. And then Western Kentucky, like we said, they're a challenge, um, and they will throw up numbers, do well in their league, and, and uh, that guy will probably be MVP of the was a Conference USA. So I think that's a good win, actually. That won't detra- like in PowerPoints-wise, the Western Kentucky win won't be terrible. And then, but like you said, I mean, it all comes down to this weekend. Yeah, Buckeyes are favored by 29. They win by 53. I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to see. And, and you're right. I mean, like you think about Alabama struggling with South Florida – Western Kentucky pounded South Florida, 41-24. Again, like you say, you got to be careful with the transitive property, but it's fun to talk about as football fans. Like, 
you know, I uh, can't look too much into it. But, yeah, I mean, I think that is notable to some degree. And for what it's worth, Phil Steele says Western Kentucky is the best team in Conference USA. Liberty might end up being the best team, but uh, Western Kentucky's right there. Another guy, I mean, looking at just individuals, I mean, Kyle McCord, talk about having confidence going into the Notre Dame game. Um, you know, I thought he looked like, you know, finally he was comfortable. He's not looking over his shoulder. You know, as Ryan Day mentioned, you know, like he now has peace of mind. And that was before the game he was talking about that. So McCord is starting to settle in. I'm not sold that he's going to be all world yet, but I like the progression I'm seeing. Define all world for me. Heisman finalist. Like what we're used to. Gonna, doesn't have to be a, leave early and be a first-round pick, but has to be in New York as a Heisman finalist, like all the quarterbacks before him. The last three. When I say all the quarterbacks before him, you know what I mean. All the Ryan Day quarterbacks. Well, I, I, I think that's yeah. – I'm with you, man. Um, I think I'm going to let him play this weekend and then make that determination just because he's put up enough numbers so far that if he does kick ass against Notre Dame – there's going to, and I'm telling you, this is low-hanging fruit for the media. Let's just be honest, for the national media. If he goes out there and Kyle McCord is the obvious MVP of the game, that's going to be the lineage and we already have, you know, the Ryan Dang quarterback, that's going to be the story of the game, especially going up against Sam Hartman. I almost think Kyle McCord, just because he's actually been on the bench at Ohio State, that people think he's not as good as he might be that that makes any sense. Like, yes, he was on the bench, but he was backing up. Did you see what CJ Stroud did yesterday with no talent? As we sent another quarterback in the NFL and he gets worse receivers than we currently have. Right. That's gotta be a record. Has anyone ever done that back to back with different receivers? I know. It's unbelievable. And it's, it's criminal what they're doing to Stroud and look what he did yesterday. He was in fantasy at one point in time, he was the top quarterback of the day. So, Look, he wasn't on the bench because, you know, Bob McGillicuddy was in there. He was backing up Heisman finalists, like you said. His pedigree is such that you could not be a 97 rating and be an average high school player. I mean, the days of, of sneaking through the, the process as a quarterback and being overly rated is, are few and far between. He threw, he threw four or five passes in the game this past weekend that were absolute dimes. He threw the one crossing route into a window. That is an NFL window right there, man. He threw it flat-footed, and he has a strong enough arm. I'm actually very happy with what I've seen with Kyle McCord recently. You know, sometimes they have those shows where they put up the stats and they don't tell you the person's name, and you got to guess who it is. You'd be surprised if he threw all those numbers up there right now, his versus the other guys in their first X number of starts. So I'm, I'm very confident in um, Kyle McCord. And, and like I said, he's throwing two the best two receivers in the country. You can't forget that. That takes the degree of difficulty off by a tremendous amount. Just like we say it, it works against C.J. Stroud and Lord knows what it's done to Justin Fields. It makes it a lot easier when every single every single time the guy's in man coverage, you can throw it. That's just oh, a blessing. For sure. It's a blessing to have the top two receivers in college football. And then you have Julian Fleming as your number three. He's out there blocking like a madman and he's effective catching the ball. I love Steve Dover. He's, he's getting his Julian Fleming is getting his Evan Spencer on. All that's missing is a touchdown pass yep. against Alabama in the CF. Alabama's not going to be in the CFP. They'll have to throw the touchdown pass against somebody else. No but man. all of the lawn enthusiasts out there, yep. lawn care enthusiasts, Dan's going to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Jonathan Green. 
It's a legit sponsor, Dave. Bucknutters, do you want your lawn to be the best on the block but not sure where to start? That's where Jonathan Green comes in. Their lawn products are the secret to achieving the lawn of your dreams. With over 130 years of experience, Jonathan Green is a name you can trust for quality lawn care. Their black beauty grass seed is specifically formulated to thrive in your region, whether you're in the Midwest, Northeast, or anywhere in between. And there are bucknutters everywhere. We know this. Planting Jonathan Green grass seed is easy. Just spread it on your lawn, water it, and watch it grow. It's that simple. In no time at all, you'll see thick, lush, dark green grass that's the envy of your neighborhood. And here's the best part, Buckeyes fans. Jonathan Green grass seed is naturally dark green in color. That means you'll spend less money on fertilizer, and your lawn will look amazing all season long. And this grass seed is super drought tolerant, which means a smaller water bill for you. It can stand up to the toughest Ohio summers with ease. Jonathan Green grass seed has been formulated to insect and disease resistant. Good Lord. That means less pesticides around your home, creating a safer environment for your family and pets. Don't wait any longer. Make your neighbors green with envy and turn your lawn into a showstopper with Jonathan Green grass seed. Visit, excuse me, jonathangreen.com and use coupon code BUCKNUTSEND to get 10% off your order. Jonathan Green, quality lawn since 1881. And those of you who are viewing, you can see on the scroll, we have the deal going for you there. So lawn enthusiasts, listen up. And I'll just add this. I, I didn't realize this till a few years ago till someone I really trust told me. Like actually, like now's the best time to grow grass. Like, we know. Fall, technically late summer into fall, but it's really fall right now. Right now is the best time to grow grass. So there you go. Check out our sponsors, Jonathan Green. They do a great job. All right, let's get back to Ohio State football. Man, Mitchell Melton is coming of age, is he not? That was good to see. He's like, we're like, are they even going to do the Jack? All this talk about the Jack, the Jack, the Jack. And then, um, yeah, and then Mitchell Melton looking good out there, man. He's like that fifth defensive end, but it looks like, you know, if they're going to use the Jack, it's him. That was actually the plan last year before he got hurt in the spring game. So good to see Mitchell Melton stepping up. Fine uh, DMV native that he is. <laughs> I always like to see guys like Mitchell Melton come through just because the guy has been through a ton, man. He's had a real hard time staying healthy here. Um, and you see him out there. He looks like an Adonis. So that must be super frustrating to have all those gifts and be limited for that long of time. Um, very impressed with his edge burst. Very impressed with the edge burst of number 97. I believe you call him central casting Kenyatta Jackson, man. He is from Central Casting. That looks like an NFL player out there. Um, he showed some real nice burst off the edge. So, yeah, maybe not the sack production we've wanted to see so far, but I thought the pressure this past weekend was where it needed to be and uh, forced a lot of trouble. But more depth from the uh, pass rushers, like you said, would be uh, tremendous. Good to see Tyleek Williams playing well. But, yeah, the, the rest of the defensive ends, Kenyatta Jackson did get in there on that Steel Chambers uh, interception helped uh, create that. So it was Tyleek Williams was in there as well. Oh, I thought Tyleek Williams played really, really well. Sure did. Um, yeah. My call too, man. Cannot mention my call. My call, he doesn't play as much. I know they're trying to save his reps, but he is, I'm telling you, Flash Gordon to me. He, uh, that is an NFL defensive lineman. That burst, that kind of, uh, that quickness, he could be rushing from the end spot on passing downs in the NFL. He's that, elusive and strong so 
I'm very optimistic. And listen, this is the weekend for them to do it. You want to talk about making some money? Left tackle Joe Alt from Notre Dame, I believe, is projected to be the top or one of the top two tackles in the draft of Shauna from Penn State. I think it's rated a little bit higher. So you put a couple like Jack Sawyer and JT Tumalo this weekend. You get a couple sacks on Joe Alt. That's about a million dollars a sack. So uh, get yeah. after it. Yeah, Joe Alt is a mountain of a man. Was he six eight? Like he's a monster or something. And he moves well. Like geez. tiny name, huge dude. <laughs> I see him and I'm like, well, if the Bengals keep sucking, maybe we'll just draft that guy. That's the good news. We're back. I'm back in like Bengals of, of old mode already. I'm like, I know last year Bengal fans, they started off 0-2 as well. They didn't start off well year into the Super Bowl. Yada, yada. But you're playing with fire if you do that too often. But, you know, if we do get in that mindset, it's like, hmm, I wouldn't mind that guy on our team. But anyway, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's like we've seen it time and time again. Taco Charlton still owes um, Isaiah Prince money. And Isaiah Don't Prince, that good. You, you do that against a good tackle, look out. So, you know, no matter what, it's a Tim Biakapatuka still owes uh, – um, what's a guy? I, I blocked his name out of my mind. Bill Young, one of the worst defensive coordinators ever, 1995. Michigan keeps running that same damn playoff left tackle. 300 yards later, Biakapatuka gets drafted ahead of Eddie George because of that damn game. Anyway. I Ironically, Dave, Tim Biakapatuka had one great professional game. It was against the Washington Redskins, and I was there in a media capacity and thought, this, this is not cool. I think he was like 9 for 230 or something in the game, and George Schieffer pulled him in the second half, and the Redskins won. But, yeah, Bianca Batuka was a name we all learned and knew and shouldn't have. I think the woman he married was an Ohio State track athlete. And, uh, Jeez, what's yeah, he trying think- to do? Maybe if he didn't get hurt, maybe Biakabatuka would have been a good NFL back, but he should still shouldn't have been drafted ahead of Eddie George. It was just based on that. I think he was the ninth pick in the draft. 95 uh, Ohio State-Michigan game. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about anything about the Cooper era. Um, I brought it up, I know. Um, but um, a lot of comments about Cade Stover I've noticed in the chat, and I had a lot of people asking me about this and what we learned live. Um, missing a lot of blocks, and there's no way it's a matter of toughness or strength. I mean, that guy – you know, I think if there was a battle royale, he might be the last guy standing on this team. So it's not toughness. It's got to just be technique then. So this is second year at tight end. Keenan Bailey's got to figure this out. I mean, Kate Stover's missing blocks. G. Scott Jr.'s looking good. It's interesting because I thought Kate Stover has become, I mean, we talked about the game this past weekend. <clears throat> he had two huge receptions um, to set up those scores late. Um, he's more of a receiving tight end. Let's just put it that way. My guess is, and I don't know this for a fact, if I were to try and diagnose the situation, it's what you said. He hasn't played a lot of tight end. There's technique and there's growth um, to being a blocker. Tight end is also a very, it's a very weird position in that they come in all shapes and sizes. Tight end responsibilities can be different across the board. You have some tight ends who are more receivers. You have some tight ends who are more inline blockers. The day of the traditional tight end who can, who's almost like the fifth offense, sixth offensive lineman, and also a threat in the passing game are not too common. Um, even if you look in the NFL draft, that was actually held against the Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer because his speed wasn't there and they picked the receiving guy, Dalton Kincaid. So the Bills was the first one picked, but I think it's a technique thing and uh, he may just not be a very good blocker. Is that possible? So. I don't know. 
Because like you said, Dave, we asked Brian Hartline, um, if there was a fight in the locker room, who would emerge? Now, his first answer, I always say this, was me, and he meant himself, which is probably why he's the go-to guy for receiving talent. But like we said, those roommates, Eichenberg and Stober, might be back-to-back standing there when all the dust settled. So it's not a matter of want to, it's a matter of how to. I bet you Mike Hall is a guy that I, I if we're, if we're yeah. putting money on, I might I might put a little I might put a little scratch on Mike Hall being the last guy standing. That name came up at the end. I think Brian Hartline, when he had to pick a player, may have actually gone with Hall, but oh, okay, it would be fun to watch. I'll tell you that much. Although fantasy wise, of course, I wouldn't want anyone to be injured. No, of course not. We just got to save this for after the national championship. Of course, game. right after after the, the national locker room game. after the game. W. Um, Bill Curlick is back, man. I almost forgot. I was like, wow, uh, the, the story. I, I was like doing the live podcast on Friday when uh, they got the flip um, with the three star D end. Yeah, Mensa. And uh, I was like, wait a minute. I, I'm not believing it. It's not on our site yet because Bill Curlick would have had that up like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's he's actually on vacation for like the first time in his life. No, no. Man in show business. Dave, don't skip over that. <laughs> he's on vacation, like legit vacation where. You leave your laptop behind. You don't answer texts from your annoying publisher, uh, that kind of stuff. For the first time since I've been here, and it's long enough. Look at this. This was earned. So I've been here almost 16, 17 years. It is the first real vacation Bill Curlick has taken. So Bill's one of those guys, when you start to compare yourself to him, you don't feel good about yourself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he reads the John Wooden book and actually lives by it. Where other of us kind of like, well, screw it. I don't know. We'll kind of go around that one. The Dean is legit. Go, go to lunch with him. Burger, bun, nothing else. And he will tell you, same weight since high school. Yeah. I mean, he's on the elliptical, I think, every day. The dude, when he's not like calling recruits or writing stories, which is pretty much all day, he's, he jogs, he yeah, he's he's just a, he's a good guy too. Good, I know he's a good husband, good father, good grandfather. Now, multiple time grandfather, he is the dean. And you're right, this he's he's taken like pseudo vacations since I've known him. Not many, but it will always take his laptop with him. Right. His computer. I'm glad he finally just got. I know this. The dean is on the Mount Rushmore of this profession, literally. Oh, no doubt. I mean. When I so the, oh, we were the second website to launch um, that was just Ohio State football. Bucknuts launched in 1999, um, and the first to launch was the Ozone in the fall of '96. And I remember they brought Bill on as like a, you know, he didn't work for the Ozone. He was still doing his like 900 number at the time. But that's the first time I remember anybody that their only thing that they did was I didn't know Bill at the time, but the only that was the first time I remember. Well, this guy, the only thing he does is like Ohio State football recruiting. This is like 96, 97. Um, so, yeah, he's the dean. He's the dean. He's the only guy also, Dan, that has lamented the um, – maybe not now with everything that's happened, but uh, he would always lament the invention of the internet because it took away his 900 number. Where he would just, you know, get Dave. to uh, just, just chalk up the dollars on the 900 number. Yeah. How many of our younger users are Googling right now 900 number? Probably a lot. If in shout out to the ozone, yeah, we have people that are probably like, wait, what's 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 the ozone? Yeah, you're getting a little history lesson here. Buck nuts. We go back to '99, but ozone was the first '96. So, uh, man, ding, ding the dial up days, buddy. 
Look that up too, younger generation. They'll probably know about. It. They know about that just from stories. But yeah, nine hundred number. They're probably like, what's what's that? If you want to see someone do an imitation of static, go talk to someone about what it was like to sign on to the internet back in the day. You won't believe it. Your patience will be tested, my friend. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Anything on recruiting? I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I, I've been just focused on Ohio State, like just the team itself. Anything on recruiting? Obviously, Mensa. Yeah. You got the flip. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Anything. So that, the anything flip of Eric Mensa. He's yeah. from uh, Mountain View in Stafford, Virginia, which is kind of like, you could say it's a suburb of Washington, D.C. It would be more like your exurb. Um, it's out there. It does play big boy football now. They're ranked number three in the state in the state's biggest classification. So Virginia, um, if that's the case, that's a good football. He's not the most highly rated guy ever, but I will tell you this. Virginia Tech has made a living over on drafting really talented guys from that area and then developing them. Um, Larry Johnson is no stranger to that area. His connections in the DMV, I mean, let's not forget he was once the coach at T.C. Williams. He's legendary for I – mean, he got Derek Williams out of there on the first on-camera ESPN announcement. He got him out of Maryland uh, to Penn State when he was there. So that's his spot. I trust Larry's uh, opinion there. And, look, if they take a defensive end, they think they can develop him, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, very strong individual if you look at him. His size-wise, I think they may see him as eventually developing into a three-technique more of your hybrid guy, almost you would hope you could turn out like a Mike Hall type, but um, we shall see. But uh, big boy football and committed to Virginia Tech, um, that tends to be a good recruit. I realize ratings-wise, it may not be an elite uh, rating, but I think we can trust in the Buckeyes. And look, if you have a class of this many, everyone takes some three stars. I wrote, I wrote a list down of three stars they've taken in the past. No one freaked out. When we got Pat Alfline, no one freaked out when we got Darren Lee. You know what I'm saying? No one freaked out when we got Michael Thomas, and he redshirted halfway through his career. So let's have some patience when it comes to the ratings. I think we, sometimes we get a little too bogged down on that. My opinion, Dave. My opinion as well. Mark Pantone has proven himself, you know, and the staff in general. But Mark Pantone being the general manager, um, he has uh, more than proven his ability to um, – target underrated talents like when i see a three-star commit to ohio state i'm thinking well that means they don't think he's a three-star they think he's at least a four-star they would not uh, be offering that young man a scholarship great stuff well, out of ruben go ahead, well, go ahead. let's yeah. talk about i mean look at the quarterback they have for 2025 tavian st Clair. he wasn't the most highly rated guy in the world they didn't look at the rating they know what they're doing i mean they have the number see this is the one and i and i don't mind this look it's probably the reason we have jobs but we do get a little kind of laser focused on the Buckeyes here. They have the number two recruiting class in the country. When you have the number two recruiting class in the country, and yes, I get we are, if you want to call it top heavy with receivers, you can do that, but you can't trick your way into being the number two. It's math. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to have some, some confidence in, in the group here. Um, I have a feeling after this weekend, confidence will be restored, but we shall see. I did notice that team up North, fell to 12th in the recruiting mm -hmm. rankings. They had a couple of decommitments. Twin brothers decommitted yeah. from Michigan. So Michigan to 12th at last um, check. Buckeyes are sitting pretty at two. So we'll see what happens. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. It's free. Need it. Help us out. Yeah, we're trying to, we're, we're closing in on 10,000 subscribers. 
Um, our YouTube page is relatively new in the YouTube sure. universe. We've had it for a couple years now. Um, so, we're, you know, we're closing in on 10,000 subscribers. We're trying to get there. So help us out if you don't mind. Hit that subscribe button if you like the show. I appreciate you guys very much. I appreciate Dan Rubin's insights. Thanks to Dan. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.